if we're afraid the cattle market's going to go the way the hog market did is do you see that as right. being a threat absolutely absolutely and your pork processors did the same thing that our beef processors are doing now they were just about 20 years ahead of them they had such a control on the supply of your fed hogs that they really didn't need the independent hog feeder anymore and what they did in 1998 is they just decided that they had enough fed hogs to operate without them and so they took the cash hog price to eight cents a pound break even was in the low 30s and so within weeks all of your smaller independent hog feeders that that weren't in some kind of an arrangement with the packers they all went broke and you basically have no independent hog feeders anymore oh. they if they they're either under contract with them or they're growing them directly for uh your pork processors what is between the cattle industry at large and that demise and what how could people be proactive to to work against it the only reason that it hasn't happened already basically to efficiently raise calves beef calves you've got to have pasture to do it you've got to run cattle on pasture um don't think that they're not spending millions of dollars in research right. and development trying to figure out how to pin cows up and have them raise healthy calves efficiently but you can't do it uh, and you ask all the the feedlot hands that live around the feedlots whenever those heifers come in there and, and they happen to be bred and they have a a baby calf you can't keep that calf alive hmm. i mean you can you can bring it in the house and set it at the table with you and hand feed it and you can say a prayer over it you can't save them uh, hmm. because you know cows that that are are about to calve you can't have them on a, a hot ration and they can't be standing in the mud and, and they've got to be able to get out and lay down and have that calf and they've got to be able to uh to graze and, and have the room and working and make milk and and that that's just if you know if, if we could if we could pin pin cows up and have beef calves efficiently they would have already done it and we wouldn't have cow calf producers like we always have but that's the main thing that's holding it back but slowly uh very slowly we're working that way and i promote things like this cattle price discovery and transparency act to try to stave this off as long as we can people might think that those things are just at the cattle feeding or at the at the fat cattle point in the process but it directly involves them because if if you don't have it where independent cattle feeders can get a fair price for their fat cattle well then they're not going to be able to buy the the yearling feeders as high so that's going to make it tough on your backgrounders and then the backgrounders are not going to be able to give such a price for the calves and then it falls you know it, it just it it runs downhill for those unfamiliar with the hog market crash of 1998 here is a brief education until 1998 the hog market functioned similar to today's live cattle market a host of independent hog ranchers both small and large scale would grow pigs and haul them to auction at the auction house processors and packers would bid against one another for the supply they needed to satisfy consumer demand this meant that large or small scale, each producer would receive a fair market price for their pigs. And this is because of competition on the bidding end. When there are buyers competing against one another in a live market, the buyers will naturally pay what the consumer demand warrants for that product. 
However, in the pork market, the large packers began to bypass the open market and establish private buying contracts with the larger pork producers. And what this did was it removed the buyers from that market and sent live pork prices on a steady decline in the 1980s and the 1990s. This finally culminated in 1998 when the pork packer had established enough independent contract ties to satisfy its demand for the year. And as a result, they did not show up to bid on the open market. This sent the price of live pork from 50 cents per pound down to 8 cents per pound in just the space of a weekend. This completely wiped out many small pork producers in just the space of a couple of weeks. And the beef market is following suit. In fact, as we speak, 70 to 80% of the beef that is filtered through the supply chain is already being purchased via private contract. And the reality that live cattle prices are down 50% from 1990 to 2022 only reinforces this reality. We are just a stone's throw away from history repeating itself. And as such, Mr. Corbett Wall endorses things like the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act to preserve what remains of this free market. And I am looking straight at you, the consumer. I want you to make the decision to find your local farmer. Go to places like eatwild.com and there you will find a directory of your local meat grower, your local produce supplier. The monopoly that is destroying the American rancher will soon destroy you, the American consumer. And I will argue that it already is. What happened in 2020 was not a series of food shortages. It was the inability of this fragile meat packing system to deliver meat to the consumer when they needed it most. The price spikes and empty shelves were a result of the fact that these packers had to euthanize millions of pounds worth of animals instead of funneling them through their processing streams. And this was due to regulations, shutdowns, and the like. And it was a wake-up call to us that our primary means of feeding ourselves could not sustain the shockwaves of a national emergency. And to be honest, what we have seen over the past couple of years is nothing in comparison to, I believe, what we will see in the coming years. We were given a drill with 2020, with 2021, and here in 2022, seeing exactly what is going on, but still having the opportunity to establish ties with our local farmer. And when I say that, I don't expect you to go out and replace 100% of your groceries with these local farmers. Commit to one item, whether it's beef, whether it's pork, whether it's produce, commit to purchasing one item off of your grocery shopping list from a local farmer. And if you have the resources and you're interested in producing your own beef, click on this video where I talk about how I produced and privately processed 1,000 pounds worth of beef as an absolute beginner.